This is he basically does. a documentary, right? So this is effectively a documentary, guys. <laughs> well done. It's a factual program. It's like uh, MythBusters. Oh, MythBusters. His name is Craven. He likes white ravens, and he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave. He cancels saves. He likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom. He plays for fun. But if you beat him, then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the first, but it could be the last. With an opposed to claim banter. It's banter behind the throne. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Banter Behind the Throne. I'm Dave Bamford and I'm your king of the castle. Uh, Craven can't join us today, so I'm joined by my dirty rascal, Tom Peel. Say hello, Peel. Hello, sorry. Too early. Um, Classic. And we're also (laughs) joined by (laughs) Crocodile Hammers. Say hello, Crocodile. G'day. Hello. Uh, Before we get started proper, do you want to introduce yourself for those who don't know you, which is basically everybody? Yeah, I'm um, I'm Crocodile Hammers, previously Whittle, until they tried to give my sister it. Um, I play. First... <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's where you come in, Bammy, don't forget. <laughs> I've played uh, first edition for probably about a year. Uh, we went to one tournament and then I moved to Australia. So I haven't played since then. Just as I was coming back, they announced second edition. So I decided not to get involved with it and have jumped straight in the deep end with second edition this time and trying to relearn it all which isn't too difficult surprisingly yeah yeah well that's a lovely introduction uh james is part of our meta the brigstock meta uh the best meta we are eight strong i think at count eight strong well we're it depends how you count it i like to triple belly is only single belly now so you can't count him for three people yeah secondary dave only counts as one person (laughs) So there's the four of us, and then there's... Uh, John and his friends. John and his friends, sort of, and then there's Waffle as well. And then Ash. And Ash, and yeah. Ash. And Pippa, yeah. I guess. H-Sport. And all the Northampton people who can kind of be our auxiliary meta. I think that's... Our satellite. Mm. So yeah, we're huge. We love it. <laughs> Little village. Um, great. Well, this week we're going to talk about a couple of things. Um, Peel mentioned last week that we have interesting things to do with our first edition cards. Now, first edition isn't a thing. So we're going to talk about what you can do with them. And then uh, every now and again in future episodes, we'll bring back more ideas, better ideas, bigger ideas, weirder ideas, which is going to take some topping because Crocodile has thought of some odd things to do with your first edition cards. For sure. Um, (laughs) Once we've done that, we're going to cover Wolves of the North, the new Stark expansion, which is announced about four hours ago. Uh, which is very exciting, because we weren't really sure what we were going to talk about today. Um, and then we're going to talk about our favourite cards, beginning with you. And um, Because there's so few, we're actually going to go through all of them and decide between us which is the right card, beginning with you. Uh, so yeah, fun things to do with your first edition cards. Now we are done with first edition, at least until uh, next year, when there will hopefully be a 2v2 in Borough, which we'll go to. And... Uh, there will be some sort of unrestricted tournament in Norwich. Now, Rowan's asked me to put some feelers out. Would listeners who want to come to the tournament in Norwich in January prefer to do a Highlander draft, like we had at the Paramore Invitational, and we'll put a couple more kits together so we can have more than 12 people? Or would you like to do complete, balls-deep, unrestricted, unerratered, 
first edition glory where you can make Fat Bob into a maester and run all the broken things and <laughs> Reese can win it with his 79 card Bloodthirst deck. Um, what do you think, Peel? Um, I'm more scared of the latter, but I think I prefer it. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so that's two for Constructed. Uh, give us your thoughts and give Rowan your thoughts. He's posted in some of the uh, UK-centric Facebook groups, but if you're not in one of them, uh, let us know and we can invite you or just uh, give us a comment and say, I'll be there. I want to do this. Um, and then we'll decide. Hopefully there'll be some decent prize support. And Rowan says that one of the prizes will be an appearance on Banter Behind the Throne, which <laughs> is nice of him to suggest. <laughs> It is becoming like gold. Once once you get that, you sort of you've made it in the Thrones community, from what I gather. That that is it, yeah. yeah. Well, look, release comes on it, and then he ends up fourth in Starlek, or think... first overall. So, yeah, other way around though. He was first <laughs> overall, and that earned him the chance to come on the show. Ah, uh, well, same difference. Yeah. It's it's the same thing. Okay, uh, so fun things to do with your first edition cards. Obviously, mine is currently in sort of. A Highlander draft set, uh, and the rest is in piles around my room. But what would you do with your first edition cards, Peel? Well, Dave, that's uh, a good one. I would make linens. Linens? Linens, Dave. Think of the possibilities. You could have a quilt cover made of Thrones cards. You could have curtains made of Thrones cards. You could even have a shirt if you were so bold. I reckon what you should do with them, Peel, is you should make a cape. And oh, just wear it at take all the it to tournaments. You could yeah. do that actually. That like, that's, actually that's much more practical than the other suggestions. Oh my god! <laughs> UK players next year, we're not going in t-shirts. We're taking motherfucking capes. Uh, <laughs> I will. I will help you make a cape out of our first edition cards. We have a lot of draft cards which we can sacrifice. For That'd sure. be nice actually. If anyone um, wants to donate cards to the cape, we'll try and actually make a cape. That could be a banner behind the throne special. Yeah. So any spare draft cards, especially if they're much and more. <laughs> I just get every enough. copy there of are much more enough, in the country. In the world. Without your help, they're going to fade out and die. Yeah, and then the bottom line can be little and less, just like <laughs> dragging along in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to laminate them or something, though, to make it waterproof. It may as well have a use as this mighty cape, but I'll definitely be up for sewing it. Well, you, can just, you can just wear it in the summer. Um, well, yeah, but if it's going to be worn, at, if it's going to be worn around the castle, Dave. Oh, if what you have to, Starlick, yeah. That's when it's. Going what to, you'll yeah. have to do is just take it in like a, a briefcase, and once you get there, <laughs> open it up and take it out, as if you're putting on a really special piece of armor or something. Tony <laughs> Stark style suitcase. Well, you, can, you can have that's a squire a... just like. <laughs> put it on. Yeah. You can get Wex to do it. Wex oh my god! Like yes, <laughs> a squire a cape and a crown made of cards. <laughs> I'm the king of first edition. And at the end of and at the end of the tournament, whoever wins the second edition tournament out of the Brits gets to take it home and look after it. <laughs> year that up. sounds like such a good a plan. ceremonial cape and crown. Okay, so Peel's cards are gonna be turned into a ceremonial cape and crown, which will be a travelling trophy as Starlek for <laughs> James <laughs> What I'd like Can to Can you match that? <laughs> I, I I might be able to. I, I'd uh... I'd like to collect every first edition card and build a treehouse for all the Thrones players. A treehouse? Yeah, a massive treehouse. Can we play spin the bottle in this treehouse? We can do. Or you <laughs> could have, you could have the UK nationals in there. Oh, that is a good idea. And of course, cards are made out of cardboard, which is basically wood. So yeah. you're halfway so there. You built a shack, effectively. I like that idea. Um, you, 
I won't have enough to lend you, especially after uh, Peel's made his cape. But... No, true. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure, sure if should... people want to chip in. Yeah, it, you just have to get them from all over the world. It's the only way to do it, really. Put um, put up the country park. Yeah. Or, or just at the back of the cocks. Yeah, employ Mike to be the barman and we're all sorted. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little outhouse in the thing. Oh, for, um, yeah. Okay, well, my ideas were slightly less daring, but I think that you could give them as Secret Santa presents to uh, second edition players who are moaning about OP cards. <laughs> like, here's a copy of Bloodthirst. <laughs> here's a copy of the Castellan. Here's a copy of the Maester's Path. Ah, oh, that would be brilliant. <laughs> uh, I once got a uh, a card from Loz, who I went to uni with, as you both met. And uh, inside the card was a Pokemon card. It was a Christmas card. And then he wrote what made you like that Pokemon. And it was like, okay. he was just like, you're like a Charizard. because Well, not Charizard, obviously, because he wouldn't give a Charizard away. But you're like uh, an Ivysaur, because... <laughs> You're a flower to me, or something like lame like that. It was really lovely. Yeah, that could also go horribly wrong, though, if you did it with Thrones cards, really. You're like flame kissed because I like to see you burnt. <laughs> I just don't think it has the same ring. You're a Cersei because you're... you're fucking your brother. <laughs> yeah, it's going to go something like that. Okay, maybe not. If you pick the right one, it might be nice. Uh... <laughs> you're a Varus because you're a eunuch to me. <laughs> Oh, that's coming up for a Valentine's special. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> this seems to be pretty productive. <laughs> Shall we move along before it gets too crude? <laughs> I think we should. Okay, moving swiftly on. Uh, I'm sure if if anyone has a good idea for things to use for your uh, use your first edition cards on, let us know and we can talk talk them through. See if they're as plausible as Peel's cape idea. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna figure out a way to get them in laminate floor. Yeah. That would be cool. Oh, well, you do work in flooring. Exactly. So, uh... I reckon I could get them in, in a layer instead of like the wood effect layer. You could put the cards in, laminate oh, over like... the top. Oh, like a... Yeah. Have them like tiles and you could have them going different ways. Then I can stamp on a like frozen solid stupid face. Every exactly. Time you I could have a lovely run of cards like in planks going up. All over yeah. The way. That would be cool. Mm. You could use them as wallpaper. Could do. Could do. You wouldn't yeah. be able to fill too many walls though, but... Well, there are 2,000 cards, and each one's three copies. That's a lot of cards. Yeah, true. We'd get a, we'd get a fair way. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, you mostly play Greyjoy, and think of all the Greyjoy cards you haven't even touched, let alone all the other houses. True. There's so... a lot of really <laughs> stuff out there. There are a lot of cards. Okay. Well, uh, so that's that. The next topic we're talking about today is Wolves of the North, which is the new Stark expansion for second edition. Have you guys looked at the spoilers mm-hmm. i have indeed right well let's go through them uh before we start the box art is awesome i don't know if you looked at it <coughs> mm-hmm. it is is yeah. that is that meant to be eddard sat there getting I a hug from a tree it looks like it that tree looks either really sinister or really content uh, or make it out. that or it could be a rob or it? slightly like um barbosa not barbosa um who's oh, the one David with the Jones. squid face yeah it does look like Davy Jones. That's why oh, the wolf wow. is so quizzical. How did you get out of the ocean? <laughs> End up in Winterfell. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what um, that's the prophecy, isn't it? That the, 
Three-Eyed Crow tells Bran that the sea is coming to Winterfell. Very true. They thought he meant the Greyjoys, but he actually meant Davy Jones. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That'd anyway. Be a crossover episode, wouldn't it? Davy Jones is here. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine Jack Sparrow and Tyrion Lannister having a drinking competition? Yeah, it'd be amazing. It'd be horrific. I feel like he'll get on very well with uh, Thoris and Mir. Uh, there's a bit that says Wolves of the North may be announced and released in the midst of a cycle. I'm uh, happy you brought that up. Which is good. Uh, so it's... we might actually get it a bit close, a bit earlier than we might expect. It, it definitely can add a, a whole changer to a cycle now yeah because instead of going oh i get the expansion at this point it, uh, i'll build a deck around that coming out you can sort of it's just going to come and in the midst of a cycle could be one pack in or it could be midway through or towards the end you don't really know unless they're yeah. going to keep it pretty well, regular assuming that it is released in the order that they've announced them it will be in between the fourth and the fifth pack uh, hopefully this means they're going to ramp up the release schedule a bit and get the other deluxes out in a similar time because, I mean, with First Edition and with Netrunner and Star Wars, they've been doing core cycle, deluxe cycle, deluxe cycle, you know, until they've done all the deluxes. Um, hopefully this means we can get them at slightly quicker than one every cycle. We can get, you know, three over two cycles or three over two and a half cycles or something they will make it just that bit better and that a bit easier for people to transition from first edition and more likely for people to come back from first edition yeah which will hopefully be good but they say it come in the second quarter of 2016 so uh we will see um yeah the box is based around stark it's got direwolves it's got tullys it's got winter it says that there are six new neutral plots and uh, there will be two non-loyal cards for every faction that isn't Stark. And it will include Mance Raider, Quentin Martell and Ago. Uh, so Ago's bow. Ago's bow, exactly. Um, and Quentin is <laughs> very exciting, obviously, for me, who loves Quentin. Um, so that sounds pretty good, but should we go through the cards? Um, shall I start? Shall I go for the first card and we'll talk about it? Or yeah, you... okay. All right. Well, the first—I mean, you can see parts of two cards: Winterfell Heart Tree, which has Davy Jones on it, and a person on a horse, which I assume is Bran. Yeah, it looks like Bran, but maybe not though. I don't oh, know. It could if be I've lost four. Could All be right. Theon. Could be Theon. Uh. He looks a bit big for Bran. Could it be, this is probably a long shot, but could it be a Stark Jon Snow? It could be a Stark Jon Snow. That's a good it, shout. It doesn't look like him, but... No. You I know, that, that, yeah, that definitely could be it. Um, I mean, he's only got one icon in his Night's Watch, guys, so... If you're going by the books, that looks way too old to be Bran yeah, or Rickon. I... Yeah, definitely too old to be Rickon. Um, yeah, Jon Snow's probably a good shout. That'd be cool. Okay, well, hopefully. Um, okay, then. So the first card that is fully spoilt is the Blackfish, who is, of course, a champ card designed by 2009 world champion Eric Butzlaff. Uh, he's a 6-4 uh, military power icon, House Tully, Knight, Lord, Renown, 
when he's got four or more power on him, each House Tully character does not kneel to attack. And uh, once you win a military challenge with him as the attacking player, you draw one card. Limit mm. once per phase. So he's essentially a reprint of the first edition card, who was also in the Stark Deluxe box. Except he needs four power to turn himself also on now. pretty bloody good. Yeah. If you could get him running anyway. Yeah, it could be quite difficult to get running because you tend not to run like dupes of him and three power was a lot. But, I mean, certainly in the current meta with a lot of dupes running around, bodyguard and stuff, um, he could he could stick around to get that power on him. And uh, so he's pretty good. And card draw is good at the very least. Yeah. Further down the line as well, if you if it becomes a possibility to build janky decks, he could somehow help. Yeah, sneak could... four power on, and then you can get extra. Then no one needs to attack. Yeah, could work heaps. Give him an extra icon or something that makes him do more things or something. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, of course, there's Rob Stark to stand him in house and some other stuff. So yeah, he seems pretty solid to me. Mm. I like him. Just as good as he used to be, if not... Well, yeah, just as good as he used to be, basically. Which is nice. Uh, do you want to take the next card, Peel? Yep, uh, I will. As I do not like it. It's Frozen Solid! Ooh. Ooh. If attached locations printed text box has... Text box as if it was blank except for traits. It's non-limited location with printed three cost or lower terminal. It's an attachment that costs one gold. It's back again. I hate it. Yes, I hate it as well. Uh, it's not is loyal. This... Go on, sorry. Is that an exact reprint? Is um, that an exact reprint? It used to be. You used to be able to attach it to any non-limited location, mm. uh, okay. and you could also attach it to attachments. Is printed three cost or lower going to be an issue now in second edition? Because in theory, characters are costing more. Locations are going to be costing more as well, generally. At the moment, the only release, the only card in the core set with four cost is the wall. Mm. Um, and newly made lord, I believe, is the same. Printed cost three or lower. Um, so that seems to be the, you know, it, it keeps the wall safe. And yeah. Most yeah. other locations are hit by. So it hits the red keep. It hits um, Gaston Grey. Yeah, Gaston Grey. Uh, Sunspear, Plaza of Punishment, all the, all the decent locations except the wall. Um, yeah. I'm really sad to see it because it's just such an easy auto include, um, like card that just answers so many things. So, oh, I've got an issue. I'll I'll just use Frozen Solid. I'll just include it on all my Stark decks until the end of time. Mm. I really hated it in first edition because it ruins your jank, <laughs> um, and it it's not quite so bad now because it doesn't hit attachments. But I I really dislike Frozen Solid in first edition. So I'm sad to see it come back. With ruining Jank, though, it's quite nedly because I don't expect um, don't expect any of the Starks to put up with anyone being silly. <laughs> Just behave yourself. Stop trying to yeah. burn people with your janky Mad King decks. Sorry, <laughs> Dad. No, Bran is not a maester now. Freeze that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see that, yeah. Well, that's its saving grace. We do like nedly cards. Um... Even if this one hurts my soul. <laughs> okay, James, read us the next card. So the next card is a uh, Catelyn Stark. Catelyn Starks get plus one strength for each power she has, and after a Stark character you control is sacrificed or killed, Catelyn Stark gains one power, limit twice per round. She's seven cost, 
but she's a five strength with an intrigue and a power icon. She's also loyal. So she seems she could be good. Probably pretty good for the start. I like that they're bringing in more seven cost characters. I like that they, what what was she four cost before? So now they're the two different versions depending on what you're trying to do. Mm. I like Mm -hmm. that. Um, Is she as good as the other one? Probably not. The other one's pretty good, but in the right deck, this is... Yeah, if you've got enough claim soak, I reckon you could just about put up with her. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the article states that a lot of the new start cards will sacrifice themselves to do stuff. So... Well, they are crazy, those Starks. Yeah, and I mean... They do love to die, like, (laughs) consistently. I mean, at the very least, there's Bran in the core set, who is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, sacrifice him to cancel an event. So she's pretty decent with that. Um, and of course, she's really good in melee. Yeah. Because anything that gains you power when you don't actually have to make a challenge is amazing. Yeah. So that's good. Attack me. Fine. I'll get power from this. Plus, so, uh, you get Valor, you lose two characters. She's now seven strength if you can save her. Yeah. 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 She's going yeah. to become a beast on a Valor turn if you've got a save. Yeah, definitely. If you can get her out in a dupe early on, mm. you you could be... It's a bit like the wall. If you can get that out early, you can just sit there and laugh as they attack you and you win. Yeah, uh, it's just like... Um, she works really well with Sansa, of course, as well, who every time she stands, you claim power for your house. The yeah. two of them, they just encourage you to do fuck all, mm. which is always nice. Just sit there and smile at yeah. them. It's completely Hello. opposite of Stark in first edition. <laughs> I do like do like the way though we're saying about how you basically sit there and do nothing implies it's a long game, but then they say that uh, the house Tully brings a distinct focus on the rush for victory. <laughs> it's like with two power a turn and you're not doing anything. I don't see how that's going to be a rush for victory. Hey, but, if you, all right. Well, you just I guess it's a, not not a a number of turns thing. It's a time spent playing the game. I'll pass challenges. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'll pass true. challenges. I'll take dominance. Not rushing Stand the way we know it. Yeah. <laughs> military? Oh no, military. What oh, clever do? power. Heads on spikes. <laughs> oh no. Here, that one's a character. That one's a character. That one's a character. Have a pick. It doesn't work with heads on spikes because they're not killed. They're placed in the dead pile. Oh, damn it. You're kidding me. Yeah. Oh, that would be the best thing ever if it worked. I'll have power and win the game. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be amazing. You can have two power, I'll have one power. Seems <laughs> fair. <laughs> That's a shame. Okay, yeah, so we like Caitlin. Yeah, definitely. Alright. Uh, the next one is House Tully Septon. Uh, the art's reused from House Tully Septon from 1st edition. He's still two cost. He swapped his intrigue and now has a power icon. And he's got two strength and he's not loyal. And as a marshalling action, you may discard a power from a character you control to reduce the cost of the next House Tully or the Seven character. You marshal this phase by two. Limit once per phase. That implies that House Tully and the Seven are going to be a definite mechanic in the game. Yeah. Anything that uses traits, lots, I like. Yeah, I'm interested to see where this goes for sure. Mm. Um, It would be very easy for them to just ignore the Seven and ha- not have it not do anything and just have it there for flavour but the fact that this is actually doing things is really good um, two gold can be quite a lot when yeah. you're trying to get out Caitlyn or the Blackfish so it, on a noble cause turn 
you're laughing. Because he's not... One of the good things as well is if you were to play something like the King's Road, is that the one where you discard... Um, you kneel and discard it to reduce yeah. on by three. That's limited. Yeah. So in theory, you can drop the House Tully Septon if, as providing someone's got a power in the King's Road and then you've got someone reduced by five instantly. Yeah. yeah. Which means Catlin's all of a sudden only costing two. Yeah, it makes them a lot more affordable, which is nice. I mean, I quite like this guy because he's... He's just a vanilla. He's he's a fine chud. He he does something interesting that's a bit different, um, and he helps out with the economy, which is quite lacking at the moment. So yeah, I'm all for him. I really like him. Yeah. Not not too crazy, but a bit different. Pim, do you have any thoughts on him? Not he's really. an ally. He is an ally. <laughs> Ooh. The right arrow cart's gonna get him. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to be playing him, mate. He'll get dissensioned away from you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> He's pretty good. Pretty nice yeah, set up. Right. right, Peel, the next one, the big one. I'm hoping we're on the same page here because I've got Winterfell in front yeah. of me. I have Winterfell in front of me as That's well. That's fine then. <laughs> um, each start character you control gets plus one strength. Reaction after a challenge is initiated near Winterfell, then each player with a non winter plot card revealed cannot trigger card abilities until the end of the challenge. That's going to be fun in melee. Yeah. That, that, oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> that could be a horrible card in general yeah. against anyone. Well, Especially because you can trigger it. If you can find a way to stand it, you can trigger it every single turn. Uh, if you banner to the watch, you can use the veteran builder. I don't think he's loyal. Don't give them ideas, Dave. I don't yeah. want to see this. Uh, I mean... Brienne was really good in first edition. Corset Catelyn is pretty good in second edition. Mm. This card is really good. It's expensive. Yeah. But I have a feeling we're going to come up against it though. Yeah. It's, it's um, a good old card that. Well, it's four costs, so it can't get hit by frozen solid. Yep. Which is nice. Um, it's it's worth pointing out for those first edition players who. Have, uh, have transitioned to second edition that duplicates are no longer card abilities but they are game abilities um, they firstly they can't be cancelled now but this would still allow you to trigger duplicates unlike Brienne in first edition or this would be in first edition it wouldn't let you trigger duplicates if it was printed like this so unfortunately well it essentially cancels saves so no it doesn't cancel saves sorry yeah, so that's a shame. Uh, yeah, but that's really good. If you need to, you know, stop a a key Dracaris or force through a kill event, it's just really, really good. It could it's be a, a, good. There's some Greyjoy, Martell, and Targ that, off the top of my head, that could be a real big pain for. Sure. Yeah, uh, using it to force through your um, renowned characters when Gaston Gray's in play. Yeah, is um is a uh, is it Euron who no one below with lower strength can attack? Uh, Balon. Balon, would that affect him? Uh, it would not affect him because it's not a triggered card ability. It's not triggered. Okay. Yeah, it's only the bold stuff. So it would, it would stop Euron's ability. It would stop uh, Eddard from standing. Would it stop uh, Theon and Asher? They're 
Naughty it combo. Would, yeah, it would stop her standing and him claiming power. So at the very least, it, it slows down power grab, uh, stops events. It, it does. It does what Stark like. It's this is what's on the board. This is what is happening. Mm. Yeah. Like, there's no shenanigans. Just gonna play it by the book. No jank. Let's do this. Strength on strength. Um, we, oh. So yeah. It's just but, how many winter plots are there? Not really sure. I know Winds of Winter is winter. I have to have a look at that one. Um, but obviously but, there, there will be some, and I assume there'll be some at least in this uh, in this box. Yeah, you'd, you'd mm. expect it to be a definite thing that's getting dropped in. Yeah, I'm uh, thinking there's going to be about two or so. But yeah, well, as uh, there's already Winds of Winter at least, um, so you can already run two in a deck. So if you can go up to four or five, then it's, it's pretty reliable. Really yeah. I would be shocked if there were less than five or six at least by the end of this cycle in the box. Mm. If they want uh, to have things that key off them. Okay. That's good. All right then, James. Next card. Okay, so the next one that's coming up on my list is As Hard As Winter. Yep. So it's play only if there is a winter plot card in your used pile. And it has a reaction of after a Stark character you control is sacrificed or killed, put a Stark character with equal or lower printed cost into play from your hand. Yeah. Which is... Is effectively a one-cost gold event of Ariane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's nice. It's it's really good. I like it. There you go. Bounce and it's non-loyal as well. So if you banner into the wolf, I'm sure you can definitely find some interesting ways to use that. Mm. It's got to be Stark characters that are sacrificed or killed, and Stark characters are put into play. I'm yeah, fine with it does. Stark characters. Still, if you've got an abundance of Stark in your hand, yeah. and there's no one you really need, ah. Mm. Uh, He's dead. That's all right. Get an extra card out. Gets rid of the draw cap and stuff. Not the draw cap. The um, reserve at the end and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's really good. You know. Oh, uh, you milked milk of the poppied Eddard. I'll kill him and put Cat into play for free. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or you sacrifice Bran to cancel an event and then put Bran back into play. Yeah. <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> it's beautiful. And of course, summer recurs Bran, so you can just go for it. Um, I really like that they're using the used pile again with traded plots like the old to be events. Uh, that's really cool. Yep. So I like it. I like that it's Thomas uh, Jedruzek. Thomas Jedruzek. Uh, Jedruzek. Thomas Jedruzek. This is bad. Art, because that means we can get it signed at Stalak. Just uh, <laughs> a top priority. Always a good feature. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like it. Oh, and it even says in the in the blurb afterwards you can use Bran to cancel an event and then bring him back. So that's a shame. Uh, okay. So then there's a couple of cards spoilt in part and in full from other factions. So there's a neutral card called Tithe, a zero-cost event. Don't know what it does. And uh, there's Stone Snake, uh, five-cost, four-strength, Night's Watch Ranger with a military icon and stealth. And what appears to be uh, after... After Stone Snake bypasses a character using stealth, choose one of that character's keywords and Stone Snake gains it till the end of the phase. Mm-hmm. Um, which seems pretty cool. Uh, give him a cheeky renown. Uh, give him pillage if you want to be useless. Uh, I can't really think of any other. Oh, Intimidate's very good, of course. Um, especially with stealth. So, yeah. If only Deadly was still around. Yeah, if Deadly was still around, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Or even Joust. Yeah. Um, 
Now, Stone Snake in the first edition used to have stealth, and he could use his stealth to bypass characters with stealth, which was really cool. Um, although he was useless because he had no icons. Uh, so he's not quite as fun as his first edition counterpart, but I, I quite like him. I think he's decent. Uh, characters with stealth is really useful in Night's Watch. I think characters with stealth is just really useful in any house except for Greyjoy currently, because Greyjoy seemed to... Already have it. <laughs> yeah, have way yeah, too boy. much. <laughs> hey, you're playing Tully now. You can't use them. I am playing yeah. Tully. And Tyrell. Because of, well, Tyrell. Yeah, Tyrell, sorry. His next card. Um, am I might just no. playing Tyrell. Cool. You can play Greyjoy Tyrell. Oh, that'll be tasty because of this. No, that's my deck. No, not because of this. I've got an event <laughs> on my next one. Okay. Yeah, go for it. This isn't to the, the event you're thinking of. <laughs> what, to the Rose Banner? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Choose a Tyro character you control. Gain X gold where X is the character's strength. Then sacrifice that character. I think I have a different list to you two. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no, no I just don't think it's that got. good. I think it is. I think that's you really that. nice. Imagine, like yeah. you just said, Milk of the Poppy. Oh no, he's Milk of the Poppy. He'd kill him. Lots of gold. Bang. Have another beastie on the table. Yeah. Milk of the Poppy to someone. Kill him with this. Get some extra gold, then you use Illyrio to stand Danny or something like that. Yeah, I guess so. It would definitely have to be a a combo a banner card, yeah. But there's yeah. a use for it for sure. I think it is good that uh, it, you can use it. You sacrifice the characters so they don't die, so you can replay that character if you've got them in your hand, which is cool. Um, but I just using a card to sacrifice one of your characters to just get back some of the gold that you've spent. Now, if you can... Um, if you've got someone with higher strength than printed cost, it might be pretty good. Uh, does Marjorie work in any phase, or does she? is she only challenges? Um, Marjorie, I'm pretty sure, is only challenges. Yeah. I'm if thinking... she was any phase, then that would have been really good. Yeah, I'm... she's challenges. I'm just thinking of the times where you're going to be sat there and you've got a three-cost guy on the board. You're sat there with a, a seven-cost character, only got a four-gold plot. Bang. There you go, three gold. Put them out. I guess so. And I you're just... effectively sacrificing a three-cost for a seven-cost. I know it's not You're still using two same. cards for one, but... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not terrible, but I feel like I would never want to include it in my deck unless there are characters that... There might be loads of Tyrell characters that say, after this character leaves play, mm. do this. In which case, fantastic. Yeah. Like, that's going to be really good. Um, but I think at the moment, I, j I just wouldn't bother. I think I'd run their other events that are better. That's the problem. Even if it's decent, it's not decent enough. So, yeah. Come on then, James. Next one, if you're, uh, if you're ready. Wizard yeah, this... It's the next one I've got is Motley, which was one of my favourite cards in the when we played first edition, just because it used to annoy Waffle so much. <laughs> it really did. Uh, I think it's slightly different from first edition. I don't really remember, but it's now a one cost gold attachment. Opponent character only. Attached character gains the full trait. After attached character is declared as an attacker or defender, discard one card at random from its controller's hand. And if I remember correctly, in first edition it basically made whoever got Motley void, their text box blank, but I might be completely wrong there. What it was, was every time they wanted to attack, defend, or trigger a character ability, they had to pay you a gold? 
I hate it. That's why um, I annoyed Simon. Yeah, because I used to put it on Cersei, who didn't kneel to attack, could do two intrigues, and had to trigger her ability to get power and keywords. So yeah. he'll be spending four gold on her return to get full use. Um, and the beauty of Motley in first edition was that duplicates were a character ability, so you couldn't trigger a duplicate without paying the owner a gold. So if you put Motley on them and then Valid, they couldn't save their characters. Yeah, you um, used to use them on my characters, which was yeah. quite annoying before a Valid. Uh, Motley was one of my favourite... Well, it's my favourite card beginning with them. It's one of my favourite cards from first edition, full stop. Probably comes in at second or third. Um, this is still really good. Yeah. Uh, it's going to fuck people off a treat. Do you think the full trait will become something, or is it just a, a passing trait that they're chucking in for now? I really hope it becomes something. What, with uh, trait manipulation again? So you can make two of them fools and then use a card to get rid of the fools or something along those yeah, lines? Yeah, anything. Just anything that interacts with fools. Anything that interacts with traits, I like. Mm. Um, maybe this would just be a waste, I don't know. But we've already got some fools... Uh, and even even if it doesn't do anything, it's still just be nice if there's a discard card or something coming out, maybe an event. Well, it's just it's just even if it doesn't do anything, it's nice to have the flavour. Mm. Yeah. Uh, like, well, you've been motley, you're now a fool. Just like bastard used to give the bastard trait, even though bastard didn't do anything. <laughs> Say yeah. that more times. Um, yeah, but this this is really strong. Um, people who attack multiple times, you're just going to be eating cards, uh, which is which is good. Um, Baratheon's weakest icon is Intrigue, possibly, at the moment. Um, so this acts as a different type of Intrigue claim. Um, and most importantly, it's not terminal. Yeah. So if you kill the character with it on, you get wow. money back. Yeah, you do. Which fun, is... fun, fun for all the bloody family. Yeah. I mean, this is I not as bad to... as the last one. I used to get Motley back all the time with Dale, so this is just even better. Yep. Yeah. Horrible, horrible. And I like the way in the picture as well, it looks more like he's a, he's sh- the guy that's on the floor there shaving his eyebrows off and giving him a tattoo. Is he <laughs> giving like him a tattoo? Switchblade. Yeah, well, I guess that's what it is. They're trying to give him the motley tattoo, but they've they've got distracted because they've got to shave his eyebrows off so that they don't give him an infection from knocking the needle in. Yeah, you do have to yeah. shave people before you tattoo Yeah, Maybe so they're shaving good. his eyebrows off instead of giving, giving him the tattoo. Because that implies see- you can get rid of it. <laughs> it's good to see that Thrones is taking the time and precaution to make sure that kids are aware that you are required to shave before the tattoo, or a good tattooist will shave you. That's a health and safety statement. It is. It is. I approve of that. I like that. <laughs> Thank you, Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> You've been good to us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, what are your thoughts on the expansion as a whole so you... far, with like the ten cards we've seen? I, I think it looks really good. Stark are going to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> I agree. It, it does look good. Um, it it looks Stark are looking more interesting. I must yeah. admit, it pains me you... to say. <laughs> it's Which a good you... thing, I guess. Yeah, they've been so dull for when so long. We, when I was playing first edition, yeah, when we were playing first edition, Stark was sort of that. No one really wanted to play them. They were just boring. Yeah, and at least this gives them something to play with. Yeah, which is nice. Uh, the other cards look reasonable. I'm glad that they are putting a little bit of everything in the set, although I would probably have preferred it if they'd split the box between two factions. Would have been just nice. to get them all out there a bit quicker. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It looks looks pretty good. Hmm. All right.
right. Uh, any more thoughts on that? No, not currently. Okay. All right. So uh, cards beginning with you. Um, there aren't very many of them. I think you said there were eight, James. Yeah, I went on last night and spent a good half an hour on the old pad trying to get through to cards beginning with you, expecting to see loads, and then there was eight. Yeah. Okay. So uh, in a slightly different format today, we're going to go through all of the cards beginning with you um, and discuss what our favourites are afterwards. And then we will try and decide between us which is the, the right card beginning with you. So uh, do you want to take, take one, James? Yeah, well, we'll, I'll just start at the first card beginning with you, which is the Underhand Assassin. So he's a character, he's House Martel, costs three strength with two strength, costs three gold, sorry, with two strength, and he's got a military and intrigue icon. He's an ally, and his text says, while Underhand Assassin is attacking, participating characters with a higher strength do not count their strength. I think he sounds pretty good. He's a three-cost, two-strength ally, so that's why he doesn't see any play. True. He gets hit by Venomous Blade, he gets hit by Flame Kissed, he gets hit by Arrow Cart, Barrow's Dissension. <laughs> see, this is not a first-edition player that's reading these out. To me, if you were to drop that now in these current decks, that would be really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll be really good in second edition. Um, I'd play the shit out of him. Uh, but yeah, that's the reason I think that he doesn't see any play in first edition. And he's just he's just not that efficient, is he? He's fun. Uh but they'll probably have like a two strength and a one strength that they can block it with or or something. So I don't know how many challenges it'll actually get you on a post. The way I was looking at it was if um it was mainly if you were to say attack um Lannister with two strength intrigue, that blocks out any Cersei's or anyone like that. They generally don't want to defend with Cersei anyway though. Suppose so. Yeah, I mean he's fun. I bet he's really good in draft. Uh, yeah, when you can just get, you know, because people won't have answers for him. But I, I would wouldn't include him in a constructed deck. Definitely not. Fair enough. Do you have any thoughts, Peel? He's a bit crap. Sure. To be honest, um, he's really not very good at all in in first edition. Um. I think all the refugees can stop him. Just like, that. Nah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And for three cost, when refugees can stop you, not really worth it. Or a monocon. Hey, to be example. fair, to be fair, the refugees can't stop him on their own. They need a second refugee to help them. They can that yeah, that's but... one of the things I didn't take into consideration was that more than two people could get involved. Mm. Now, so you... all you need is three people that are one strength to get involved and is blocked. Yeah. Uh, or just one, two strength in a one or whatever. Yeah. Um, now, if you can give him joust, then only one person could defend, and then he's pretty decent, or, or better at least. Uh, but then yeah. you're using two cards to make a three-cost like ally decent, so it's still just a waste. Thing is, though, he might be the only character in the world that if he gets burnt, he might actually be better. <laughs> yeah, but if you were to use burn on him, he'd just go. I do like. Oh, sorry. You drop flame. Flame kissed is a takes two strength off, doesn't it? It does, yeah. So you flame kiss him, he's gone. Yeah. There it are others. Unusable. one. Yeah, use some non-terminal burn on him. Yeah. Uh, so, oh right, I see what it is. Okay. So to the spears, 
your characters don't kneel to attack, right? Mm. You give him a third icon. You do. Sorted. You use... Oh, you can't do that. Can't be to the spears. Okay, you've got three copies of this guy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> you lower his strength to zero using Forever Burning because you're playing him out of uh, Targaryen. Yes. And then you attack with him and the Viper. The Viper still counts his strength because he's immune to character abilities. He is. And no one else can defend because they've got higher than zero strength. But to get that working requires way too much thought. But would be glorious if it ever occurred. It would be glorious. That is what's important. Yeah. That is what's important. So, yeah. So he's gone from interesting effect to a bit shit to potentially really fun if a bit much to get going. So I can feel my opinion changing on this guy already. <laughs> <laughs> Still never going to play. No. Okay. All right. um, have you got the cards up, Peel, or are we going to let James read them all and we'll just... Uh... We can let James read them all. I've got them up as well, though, so it's up okay. to you. Next well, time. Okay. Earn your keep. Okay, well, the next one's Uneasy Truce, which is a plot. It's house neutral, and it's 401. The text on it says, In order to initiate a military challenge, an attacker must give the defender two gold tokens from his or her gold pool. Not bad. It's it's all right. Um, I can imagine it saw a bit of play in first edition. Yeah. Sorry, not first edition. In, in the core set, certainly. Yeah, it sort of loses its uh, appeal after the core, after you start to get more of the expansion sets. Yeah, um, I mean, if this was in the core now with slightly better stats, I'd consider playing it. Yeah, really, it would be really good in the current Knights Watch build or um, a build that's weak in military challenges. Just choke them out, turn one, nice opener. But uh, yeah, again good to start with but now why would you play it there's so many better plots which is but i mean you can say that again about most plots and we will when we come to one of them coming up okay <laughs> spoiler yeah radio the next card is the only one i actually remember from first edition that starts with you and that was unburnt which is an attachment for the targaryens mm-hmm. its card text is condition response save attached character from being killed then return it to its owner's hand yeah zero cost works well it recurs characters it doesn't have a limit on how much gold or how much strength they have to bring them back so if you can only get one danny out and she's about to die you can bring her back any of the dragons drogo or not the dragons there are no attachments oh yeah true um I think it's better than people give it credit for. Certainly. Uh, The first tournament I ever won in the final, uh, my opponent, the bastard of Stokros, had to kill his Daenerys about four times because he couldn't afford to kill his other characters and so he was just using the Unburnt every time and then using Lady Daenerys' chambers to return it to hand. Playing on Daenerys again. Kill her. And again and again every turn. Could you imagine if they bring that back and decide it's not going to be terminal? It would be ridiculous. <laughs> it would be. It could it be have... the very first restricted card. It would have to be, yeah, either terminal or discard attachment to save. Yeah. 
But then it just makes it bodyguard. Oh no, because it returns them to hand. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Obviously, you haven't played much first edition recently. But have you seen Aloof and Apart, the agenda? I've heard of it, but I have no clue what it does. Okay, so uh, it reduces the cost of um, characters with four cost or more. And it makes them prized. And they cannot be returned to hand by your card effects. So okay. what Unburnt does is essentially reads response, save attached a character from being killed. Ah, yeah, that's really tasty. Yeah, that's a really good combo. Uh, yeah. and there was a bit of an uproar about that when people first found it out. But if you're going to play aloof out of Targaryen, like the good four cost characters are the dragons mm. and the mad so king who can't be killed. Okay. So, <laughs> so it wasn't yeah. as crazy as people thought it was, but that's a, a cool interaction. So yeah, Fair enough. I like that card. Cool. So then we'll get the next one, which is unconventional warfare. It's a plot. It's neutral. It's four four one. Its text reads any phase. Pay one gold to give unconventional warfare the military battle, power struggle, or intrigue gambit trait until the end of the phase. What do you I think of that? I have no clue what that means. I thought it meant that you got an icon and all of a sudden it could be used to attack people, but yeah, that's obviously not the case. No. Because that would be silly. Uh, what do you think of it, Peel? Um, it's all right, I suppose. It's still the end of the phase, so it's not going to end up in the use pile. Um... I can't think of any cards that directly run off any of them. So off there's... the top of my head. Uh, very limited point. King Renly. If you win a, if you've got a power struggle plot and you win a challenge, you draw a card. Um, uh, Storm's End. I think like you raise your claim or something if you've got a power struggle. Um, it's this card is probably one of the worst plots in first edition. It's fucking awful. <laughs> if you could trigger it, if you could trigger it from your used pile, it might be playable because then it used, your to be events could be turned on. If it was pay one gold to give it, um, give it its trait until the end of the round, you may trigger this plot from your used pile. Great, that would see play. As it is, it's completely fucking useless. So. No, that's bad. Next. I'm just having a quick <laughs> look at the art on it as well. And although it's really blurry, it looks like there's a bunch of dwarves sat around the fire. Uh, no, it looks like there's one stood in front and then three trying to stoke the fire to keep him warm. I, I think that, I assume that's Tyrion. I think what's happening is he's having the chain forged for the Battle of Blackwater. Okay. Well, it, I assume that's Tyrion and he is having something forged. And also my that's picture's really blurry, so it looks like he's got one of those Russian hats on. <laughs> Russian hat, hoodie, three-quarter length trousers and some knee-high boots and he looks like a right hipster. So I don't like it just on the picture. Fair enough. And if you're ever going to judge anything based on its cover, yeah. cards definitely the way to go. <laughs> cool. cool. So that's shit. Yeah, and then the next one is another plot which is under the Bridge of Dream. It's 101. It's a river card which I remember they could do stuff with each other but can't quite remember what happens. And its text is, when revealed, add two gold from the treasury to your gold pool. Then, if this is your revealed plot card, trigger the when revealed effect of any river plot card in your used pile. Um, it, I like the river plots. 
for the jankiness of them. Mm. Uh, and this one allows you to trigger any river plot, so that was always fun. Uh, are you aware of the river chain? As I remember, I remember we got a few river cards, and it involved if you revealed a river card, it would affect a river card previously revealed. But we had like three, so yeah. we never ever used them. Well, they printed one, and then all plot decks ever had rivers in them. Okay. They printed crossing the Mummers Ford, uh, which was river when revealed. Add reveal and add one card to your hand for every river in your used pile. So you used to reveal your first one, which would draw you a card. You'd reveal your second one, which would discard a power from your opponent's house and then draw you a card. Then you revealed Mummers Ford to draw two cards. You'd reveal your fourth one, which was your choice of river, any of the others, which would draw you three cards. And then you'd reveal Under the Bridge of Dream, which would give you two gold and four cards. Um, okay. And then you won the game because you just had all the cards. So was it a bit broken? Did it get restricted or did it run pretty safely in the meta? Mummer's Ford was restricted. Okay. And then it was still played as a restricted card, so they errated it so it couldn't be triggered from the used pile. So while you could do your river chain and finish it with Mummer's Ford, it would stop it being abused over the course of the game, which made it right. much friendlier. Whether that was overkill is open for debate. I think it probably was. Um, but yeah, it's fine. So in that context, Under the Bridge of Dream is awesome because it gives you an extra trigger of Mummer's Ford. On its own, it's awful. And in the right janky deck, it's pretty fun, would be my assessment of it. Fair enough. Yeah. Do you have any further thoughts on that? I'm sorry, I'm taking over a bit on this segment. I love waxing lyrical over first edition cards. You do. It's it's an art. Um, well, unless it's Greyjoy, Peel has no idea. That's not true. I've played Stark <laughs> at one point and Targaryen. Yeah, so if it's not Direwolf Pup or Greyjoy, Peel has no idea. <laughs> I did actually play Rivers uh, once upon a time when we were trying to play. Um, when I first started, I was we tried out river plots in a Stark deck just to see what they did. They worked all right, but they weren't hugely amazing. I think we were trying to build a Tully deck at the time. Which, as we okay. can tell from my following success, has gone really well with the yeah. love. <laughs> <laughs> to use a pun, it's gone swimmingly. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. That's it. You can come oh. off now if you need. <laughs> right, quickly move on to the next card. Okay, it's Ulf, son of Umar. Umar, something like that. It's a character, it's House Lannister, cost three, strength three, military and power. Its card text is a it's a clansman, and then it says any phase, discard a card from your hand to give Ulf of Umar any key word or crest printed on another character in play until the end of the phase. I remember crests doing stuff. Military <laughs> crests definitely doing something with the Dothraki, but beyond that, can't comment. Although the guy that Drew it's got a cool name, David Keg. <laughs> Makes you think he likes a good beer. Yeah, I bet he does. Um, but the keyword part, what do you reckon to that? Discard a card for a keyword? Yeah, definitely. Could be interesting. Lannister, isn't he? So yeah, they've got enough draw to sacrifice that at times. Yeah, definitely. Give him renown, give him stealth. Yeah. Um, give him deadly just for shits and giggles. Deadly halfway through the challenge is the most mm. fun. 
Like, oh, you declared defender. Oh, I'll have a cheeky bit of deadly. Um, <laughs> Clansmen have a lot of cards which key off if you have fewer cards in hand than your opponent. So this is a way of getting fewer cards than your opponent at any point. Um, okay. And of course, they've got the Dragonbone Dagger where you can pay a gold to return it to your hand from the discard pile. So you can continually discard things to get as many keywords or crests or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I like him. I think he's solid. He came out quite late and so he maybe not reached his full potential. I'm not sure he made Rowan's Clansman deck, which was quite a good one, which I played a little at one tournament. Um, but yeah, I, I like him. He's solid. Yeah, he seems pretty cool. He's got a good name. Yeah. <laughs> one of those cards that the better your opponent's deck is, the better he is. So that's always nice. And he's three three two. You can't really complain at that. No, it's a it's a standard uh Yeah. Standard thing. Like if he was released earlier he would have seen a shit ton of play. Um as it is in a clansman deck, why not? Definitely. Cool. So then we're on the penultimate one now, if my screenshots are correct, which is the Umber Champion. He's a character. He's for House Stark. He's a 2-2-2 with military power. His card text says he's a Bannerman. And then any phase, discard Umber Champion from play. Cannot be saved to stand each defending character. So the way I read that means if you were to use him and a heap of people to make a challenge and then they defend, could you then discard him to stand all of them so that it was unopposed? No, they would still be participating. Right. So he's only really useful when uh, when you when you were defending and you overcommit on a challenge to make sure you win it, stand everyone and go again. Okay. Um, so he's another sort of help me, I need help. Yeah. It's all right, I've got him. I might be able to win. Can't. Yeah. He's one of those, oh, he's all right, but are you really going to waste a slot on him? Yeah, I need a filler card sort of thing. Yeah, and by the time he was released, there were better two-cost filler cards for start, so he didn't see much okay. play. But he's one of those cards that you sit across the table from and he really fucks you off. <laughs> You're just like, oh, whatever. Because <laughs> they Stark have quite a lot of stand and defend tech anyway, like uh, uh, Frozen Outpost, which is a first edition version of Castle Black. Um so they, were, they could be quite annoying to get challenges past anyway, and a lot of efficient characters with stealth that could defend. Um, so yeah, he could be really annoying, but I, I don't think he's worth the slot, which is a shame. Okay. So then we'll move on to the last one, which is Unbowed, Unbent, Unbroken. Which just from mm. the name, I knew it was Martel. <laughs> yep. Um, it's an event, House Martel only. Response, after you lose a challenge, discard your hand of at least one card to reveal the same number of cards from the top of your deck and put them into your hand. Events didn't seem to cost gold back then? No, no. Next to no, no events cost gold. Some cost influence. Okay. That it seems just... like it could be a real game changer. There's been many a time it, it was in second edition where I've been sat there with absolutely nothing in my hand and if I could have pulled something like this out and completely changed what I had, especially 
during the marshalling phase, which by the looks of things you could do, it really could have been a game changer. No, you can't do it during the marshalling phase because you have to lose the challenge. Oh, no. Yeah, right. I see that. What do you reckon, Peel? You had that in your deck at some point against me, didn't you? No. No? I've Fair enough, then. For some reason, I recognise it. It might just be because of the name. There's something else, obviously. Um, there I'll, is a second edition second. card with that name. Yeah. I was, ah, it's probably why then, but... And is it the Martel words? They are the Martel house words, yeah. Yeah. It's just discard for cards. It's just swapsies. Uh, yeah. It Well, it's worse than that. It, this card is fucking awful. <laughs> oh, really? In my opinion, and the opinion of most people when it was spoiled. So... First, you've got to lose the challenge. First, you've got to include it in your deck, and the Martel event slots are tight. So you build a Martel deck, and assuming you're not running Knights of the Hollow Hill, you don't really want to include any more than nine events, and that's really pushing it. Three of them, he calls it thinking. Just straight up. Three yeah. of them now are probably Game of Savas. Uh, before that, you had so many good events to choose from. Choosing the Spear, um, Deceit, like... Uh, Red Vengeance, if you're running the influence. Um, there are Vipers of Rage. There's just so many good Martel events. That was Confiscation an event as then as well? Uh, no, there's Prince's Wrath, which is very similar. Okay. Which would be Neil and Influence, and it would hit any character. Right. So if you're running Influence, Prince's Wrath was great. Uh, but then, yeah, you're running Influence, you've got Prince's Wrath, Red Vengeance, uh, Prince's Plans, um, Westeros Bleeds, Favorable Ground, like the whole package. You're not fitting this card in your deck. So, assuming you manage to fit it in and you've drawn it, this card just allows you to get other cards which are better than this card. So, why don't you just play better cards to begin with? You've got to lose a challenge. So, assuming it's not their Valor turn, you're losing board positional power or intrigue claim. If it is an intrigue challenge, you have to hope this card isn't discarded and then this dis- discard this card. To, you don't draw back to your hand size. You discard, it's, it's your hand size minus one because you've already used this card to draw back. So if you had five cards, you're only going to have four cards, which may be useful. It may not. Um, you're discarding your hand, so you're not discarding cards from your hand, so Darkstar doesn't go into play. Uh, and it's reveal, not just add cards to hand, so your opponent knows exactly what you've got after you've played this. Which can be great, because showing an opponent, he calls it thinking, or... Red Vengeance or Burning on the Sands. Yeah, Burning on the Sands, best event in the game. Um, is um, potentially good because it can really put them off their game. It's not always the right thing. So all the conditions together, it's just a waste. Yeah, you've completely changed my view on it. Yeah. It sounds utter wank. And the worst thing is, the way it is worded is discard your hand of at least one card too means it's a cost means you can discard your hand and then have the event cancelled by Paper Shield. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. It's it's pretty bad, I think. If it was any phase, it would be considerably better. Any phase and just add the cards to your hand. I could see it in combo decks. As it stands... No thanks. And the worst part is it's the House Martel words, so you'd hope it will be good. It just stings. So there you go. So apparently this is my first edition left and right. Uh... (laughs) No, it's better than left and right, because you don't have to rely on someone else to get it to work. (laughs) Exactly. 
It just may work on its own, but probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, oh, we'll get two out, take up six slots. Still doesn't work. work. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there are the cards beginning with you. What's your favourite, James? Whoa. <laughs> I want to go Unburnt because it's Targaryen, but <laughs> I really like Ulf. He's, he just sounds like he could be fun. Like, And he might have been introduced late in the game, but as someone that didn't really get to play much first edition, he just sounds like he's a fun card. So oh. I'm going to go for him. I definitely agree with that. He's uh, he's a fun card, Peel. Oh, they're all so great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great letter, is it? Not Jesus like T last Christ. week. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, well, who shall I go with? I am going to go with... Dun, 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 dun. I will go with... Oh, they're all... Please pick on Bode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Ulf, son of Umar. Oh, you as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, He's got a big... I think that's a sledgehammer, from what I can tell. And there's someone on the ground in front of him. Yeah, if you, look, about if you to, look at the picture... He's just about to swing that down and just do some damage. And, it, you know, that's It also looks as if he might have stolen his dad's armour and worn stilts because his head is way too small for those shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> it's just on some really grim steroids. <laughs> he's like the uh, man mountain with a anti-giantism as a face. <laughs> of course it is. Okay, um, so the the only one of these which has seen serious competitive play is Under the Bridge of Dreams. So, assuming Mummer's Ford is in its original form, that's probably the best. But for the banter jank, I do like un- Underhanded Assassin after we uh, after we discussed it. But I think the only one I would actually play is Oh Son of Umar. <laughs> so, yes, so he has I, got he's a, uh, good. I, I think he's the best. <laughs> what he's the best of a bad Starlek and got a full house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm happy to say, if you agree with me, that he is the right card beginning with you. He is. And if anyone plays anything else beginning with you from now on, then they suck. Yeah, unless you're playing unrestricted, in which case, knock your heart out. Uh, not not uh, just go mad with. Uh, under the Bridge of Dreams. Yeah. Because that is dirty and unrestricted. Um, yeah. I think... So we've no. managed to finalise what the best card beginning with you is. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Back we go through all the other letters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every <laughs> really, single really card. Go through every single card, yeah. That would really extend our first edition content. Uh, <laughs> Do a card a week. We'd have, what, 2,000... What is it? 1,984 weeks. Yeah, something silly like that. How many really games is that? Quite a few, like forty. At years. least, it's at least <laughs> ten. Yeah, it's coming off a on... minimum ten. <laughs> on the upside, we have got some fabulous letters coming up. So we've got know, X, we've... where there's two cards. We've got V, for God's sake. We've got V, and that's there's a... you've got a, a few good cards for V. And you got some Ys as well. You killed the wrong dwarfs in there. Yeah, there's some good cards for all the others. Oh, right at the end, there's a Command of the Winds, which has uh, the infinity symbol before it. So yes. that's that's our last one. <laughs> What's your favourite card beginning with infinity? What about cards <laughs> beginning with numbers? Have you got some of them? Are there any of them? Uh, there are none. No, they're all uh, like one would be O-N-E. Okay. Uh, obviously, we're going to do Sir. 
Isn't Forever Burning has an infinity symbol too? It does, but not in the... Uh, not at the start. Not well, No, it is at the start. It's just not in the card game DB deck builder. Uh, as in, it, they haven't included the infinity symbol. They got a bit lax with the deck builder in the last cycle or two. Uh, okay. So it no longer exports properly to Octagon. Some of the stuff is entered slightly, uh, slightly badly, and this is clearly one of them. But still, it gets to be in the infinity bracket. Yeah, we can recover that. But we would have to scroll through the entire like thing looking at them all. And most of them are wank, so Forever Burning will almost definitely win it. Yeah. Forever Burning is pretty good. I can't even remember what it does. Uh, it's any phase. Choose a character, they get minus one strength. Uh, oh, yeah. Dominance, needle influence, or pay two gold to return Forever Burning to your hand. Yeah, uh, but it's deathbound, so you have to successfully use this event in order to be able to recur it. Uh, if it goes discarded for injury claim or cancelled, then it goes to your discard pile. can't be recurred. Yeah. Uh, which is the same for Commander Wins. If it goes to your dead pile, you can recur it. If not... So, yeah. Has anyone got any uh, last thoughts before we abruptly finish in the middle of a sentence? Nothing apart from the fact that Baby Spice is by far the best. <laughs> Agree. Yeah, definitely. Ten out of ten would bang. <laughs> to Craven as he's not here. Um, yeah. He said he was going to be here, and, and he's still too scared to ever meet me. What do you yeah. think his favorite car, beginning with you, would be? Oh God, um, it's I. Oh uh, well, it's got to be one of the three. I said surely, all underhanded assassin or under the bridge, because most of the others are pretty shite. I would assume it's Ulf. Ulf's got the most banter potential. Just to give people deadly halfway through a challenge. Mm. And you can play yeah. out of Martel to put Darkstar into play as well. I reckon he'd go Umber Champion. Yeah? Yeah. But it's Stark. Yeah. Don't know why, just checking out there. <laughs> okay. We normally ask him, so really we uh, we fell down there. Which is a shame. He can uh, text in for next week. Is he not going to be here next week? Have you kicked him out? Have you replaced him? (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. It's easier. This way we can record it in the pub. If we can sit down and have you instead. Just put some microphones at the table and then just Mike can bring us beer and Baileys and it'll be fine. It'd be banter behind the throne Brigstock chapter. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And you know uh, know how the artwork has us all in our house clothes? You could be wearing like, um, you know when... Can uh, I be in Danny's dress? Yeah, but when she's in Carth and she has one of the boobs out all the time. Yeah, I'm down with that. <laughs> Just holding a pot of like molten gold, pouring it onto Craven's head. <laughs> <laughs> right, someone called Glenn. <laughs> we need some <laughs> <laughs> Uh 